Welcome to the XR for Business podcast with your host, Alan Smithson. Today, we're speaking with Furhan Ozcan, the co-founder of XR Bootcamp, a platform to teach professionals how to create VR and AR applications and support companies to bridge their skills gap in XR development through an intensive on-site program, cutting-edge curriculum, and industry-renowned lecturers with a focus on industry portfolio projects. I uh, am personally very, very honored to be uh, on the advisory board of XR Bootcamp and helping them really develop the future of how organizations will train their staff on how to build XR technologies. And so with that, I'd love to welcome Furhan to the show. Furhan, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, Alan. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I just want to give people a little bit of history about you. You, XR Bootcamp started uh, from VR First, which was a, an organization bringing VR labs into universities and colleges around the world. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Uh, back then, uh, almost four years ago, we started as VR First. The main mission was to democratize VR around the world. And um, you also supported us uh, on these times because it was hard to find headsets as a developer, as a startup. And we actually try to tackle this problem with the help of major headset manufacturers, Oculus, HTC, Leapmotion, Intel, and they supported us to create VR, AR labs around the world. And uh, we are quite happy the impact being created. Now these labs are actually really become big and creating amazing projects. And we are actually proud to have this network and enable this network. Uh, yeah, we, we are now actually uh, around 800 university uh, that we can reach and over 400 uh, startup clusters. But as a lab that we have supported and seat as an equipment and other support, uh, we reach to almost 52 labs. And now uh, we see that these labs become actually quite impactful in their own region to create a regional VRAR development scene and VRAR startup um, cluster. And they are even creating uh, VRAR programs, academic programs and industry-based trainings. Farhan, when did you guys realize that uh, bringing this type of knowledge into the enterprise was the next step? It is quite interesting because we... When we talk with institutions, not only uh, educational, but governmental institutions, they reach to us after hearing about VRAR, can we educate the people in our uh, health institutions? Can we uh, train the people, the employees that is actually working in the um, airport workers, like on the on the uh, aviation industry and we understood that there is actually already an initiative happening on different parts of the world on different industries based on each government's or each region's industry focus and then we decided okay what we can do first of all to start the vr ar innovation in each uh, key destination so as I mentioned, seeding the equipment was the first one. I remember in the beginning of 2017, we had a, some kind of like a survey and 
unfortunately, for every 51 developer, there was only one headset in an institution or in a in a startup cluster. So think of like you want to create something, but you cannot even access to VR headset, which is a shame for this region. So we first of all start the seat uh, equipment program, and then uh, training programs uh, come afterwards. And the the biggest supporters or uh, beneficiaries were actually the top enterprises in this local area from manufacturing to automotive uh, from uh, aviation to defense industry and we would like to utilize all of these ecosystems like a startup cluster so from the institutional perspective they can even help creating a regional economy with the help of science parks education institutions and the agile startups you've seen a lot of startups in the industry kind of come some of them have come and gone but what are you seeing as the major trend as we enter into kind of 2020 vr and ar are starting to pick up steam companies are starting to ask for it. what are you seeing uh, from startups now that you weren't seeing a few years ago that is really trending yeah i mean this is a question that i can answer differently in every year because of the rapid crazy evolving shape of the industry but when we look ahead 2020 and 2021 uh, what i see personally is the startups are usually creating like platforms as a service they just try to create their own businesses based on their maybe previous experiences their previous business strategies but they also see that it is not working like that, especially on B2C side. And uh, what I have realized that there are many agencies, solution providers and startups who have started as a B2C product. They Most of them are pivoted to enterprise application because they see that there is already a market there that they can benefit from, at least to make a proof of concept uh, for the enterprise and prove themselves there and then skip to the B2C side whenever the mass adoption starts. But on the other side, from an uh, enterprise perspective, most of them already needs solution providers and they are not, maybe they were looking for some kind of normal advertisement agency. They were approaching to their advertisement agency, their usual film producer production agency to create VRAR experiences. But they understand that if they want more than like a glorified a POC, they have to actually reach the real VR AR solution provider or startup. So we are right now seeing the clear distinction between the advertisement agency based VR AR uh, solution providers and the enterprise based VR AR solution providers. Especially in Europe, in Germany, uh, what we have observed. The most successful startups or startup leaders, let's say, is coming directly from the heart of the enterprise because they know how these big corporates work. They know all the old-fashioned, maybe you can call it, infrastructures work. And they're also aware that they have to find a solution based on these IT infrastructures without changing so much on the IT infrastructures otherwise it would create a lot of 
decision making process longer or it will make a lot of commitment from the corporate side, which is not easy from a startup perspective. So uh, I have realized that the startups with this kind of enterprise knowledge, previous knowledge, they are the ones who actually achieve to work directly with the corporates. And we also see a lot of, of course, spin-offs from these corporates. They see one uh, niche enterprise XR application needs, and they actually spin off to, to create this solution for the company that they have worked with. What are some of the solutions that you're seeing that are driving the value now? Yeah, um, instead of maybe the, the content-related stuff, I think the navigation and also what I'm seeing right now is um, on the enterprise application side, there is a lot of remote collaboration uh, solutions right now that is ramping up, but still, it is not easy to show this to the to a corporate or to a client how it will work from uh, from their perspective. They can easily create a, a prototype and make a very nice pilot program for maybe one seat, two seats, five seats. But when you want to deploy this in the long run it always comes down to how to scale and we we have witnessed that most of the most of the startups who can tackle with this uh, scaling challenge is are the ones that is actually having um, much better success while working with the clients so you also mentioned something that's really interesting to me the fact that large corporations are kind of spinning up teams, uh, and this leads directly into XR Bootcamp and the work you guys are doing, uh, it almost seems like enterprises have, have realized the value of, of virtual augmented mixed reality technology or XR, and they're starting to spin up teams in-house. What are some of the recommendations that you can give for a company that wants to start an XR division or a team? What we have seen is, there is actually this is not only for only for VRAR. This is usually and and some kind of like a, a vicious cycle or chicken and egg problem that we are seeing right now. If I'm let's say I'm an evangelist in a, a large corporation, and I see that okay, for my learning development needs, I would like to start the transformation towards VRAR. Perfect, but there is always a boss that I have to convince, right? So in order to achieve that, I have to bring a demo to convince the decision makers, the board, my boss, whatever, so that they will provide, like allocate some kind of budget for me, right? And then I'm going to an agency without any budget, telling them, okay, let's create a demo. It should look nice. It shouldn't be maybe the whole experience, but I need to have something to pitch to my boss, to my executive board. And an agency says, it is not possible because you are not paying yet. And I don't know if your boss will allocate money for the uh, upcoming uh, potential project. And since agency needs budget, I cannot even create a demo showcase. From an internal capacity perspective, this is actually a very unlucky situation. Uh, and disappointing situation for the people who would like to initiate their first VRAR deployment or pilot. And we believe 
that instead of trying to find an agency, what if a company creates their own team of VRAR, like we can call it maybe a VRAR creation team, and then they, they will be self-capable of creating at least demos or showcases for convincing the bosses. Okay, so in order to achieve that, you don't necessarily need to even hire new staff members because hiring new uh, employees is always a problem because it shows that you have to have a long-term commitment, etc. But you can easily tell to your own team or your own content creation team to, to uh, create a project for two, three hours per week. So that in, in, in the following weeks, they can even create a small prototype or maybe you can create a hackathon, but it all go, uh, comes down to how you will make your own engineer, your own designer, your own developer become a, a creator of your XR learning uh, demo or your XR app interface or your XR club. It's interesting you say that, Farhan, because as you know, we spoke offline earlier about what we're working on. Part of what we're working on behind the scenes is enabling uh, individuals, web, just regular web developers, the ability to create spatial computing and make that a, a, as easy as making a website. And I think the tools are starting to come that will allow anybody in any organization to start making this content. And if you look out even five years from now, the glasses will be super cheap. They'll be running on cloud and edge computing. So the processing power uh, will be distributed. And it really comes down to making content and making content fast and inexpensively and democratizing the content creation, in my opinion. I totally agree. Uh, eventually, we, we already see a few examples, but it will become much more seamless or let's say frictionless from the developer perspective or developer we can call it a developer friendly and we will see like wordpress or wix of uh, vrar creation so uh, the the most important point here is that is why we also concentrate on our upskilling boot camps instead of trying to show tools which it can change because if you have a wordpress or wix or this kind of tools for VR, you don't necessarily need to know all the coding and knowledge or all the details of the tools because it will probably be intuitive and developer friendly, but understanding how to create an immersive experience or how to even project the data to your AR device on the right moment to the right person to the right eye is more critical than explaining or teaching any tools on the market. Of course, like Unity, Unreal, and these engines is already important to, to make you enabled, which we strongly recommend if you already have a commitment for VRAR. But in, on the basic part, how to create a digital reality and immersive strategy on your own company, how to create a VR, AR demo for your company and so that you can convince your boss is much more important than uh, than other options because now you become self-capable of understanding how you can work uh, with even the third-party providers. Basically, what you're doing is you're enabling businesses to enable themselves. 
Exactly. Self Wonderful. Self <laughs> okay, so how can people find out more information? I know the website is xrbootcamp.com. What do you have coming up in the next little bit with XR Bootcamp? So with the valuable contribution of our advisory board, our board members include important pioneers like yourself. And in addition to that, we have uh, VRAR managers from Audi, Accenture, BMP Paribas, KLM, Bosch, HTC Vive. So all these people are coming together. We are actually meeting quite often every month, uh, even though all of the, our board members are quite busy. They really give a lot of importance. So I would like to thank uh, to all of our board members for their valuable support. And we are actually designating the top skills requirement of today and try to find the best matching modules so that we can add to XR Bootcamp program. Our bootcamp is uh, starting on May. Uh, we will have two paths. One is VRAR full stack development. The other is VRAR full stack design. So you can uh, select one of them. And uh, the first uh, batch, it will be in Berlin. But in the upcoming batches, we would like to actually use the opportunity of our network uh, in both US, Europe and Asia. With the help of our labs, we would like to deploy the similar boot camps with the similar industry-based curriculum on different locations based on the demand. So uh, from a B2B perspective, of course, when a company wants, a company may want to send one of their employees or a few of their employees to these boot camps, or if they would like to upskill all of their designers, developers, engineers, we are also receiving applications for on-site boot camps. So deploying this, the, the similar industry-based curriculum uh, inside the company for a few week long period. So you have uh, these things coming up soon. You've got uh, the ability to, to do this on-site uh, for companies that have larger teams that want to spin up. Uh, you're going to be running this in Berlin, but then in also North America as well. Mm -hmm. I guess the people can apply to be part of the XR Bootcamp at xrbootcamp.com. Yes. And is there any anything else that you want to discuss about XR Bootcamp before we, we move on? And the most important part that I would like to share, our normal bootcamp programs is maybe I can mention a little bit about the, um, the model here. And the coding bootcamps is quite popular around the world. As far as I know, there are over 300 coding bootcamp uh, programs only in US. Most of them are providing web development, UI UX design, product design, sometimes cybersecurity bootcamps, which some of them are quite good. What we I'm seeing here that the perception of upskilling is changing. Like, of course, universities are still serving an important purpose to give you the fundamentals of your own discipline. But from a bootcamp perspective, there are still people who like to access to this knowledge without being part of a, a university. Since on a bootcamp, you have either you have a full stack 
sorry, uh, full day program, which is you are actually coming from morning to uh, till evening uh, every day. It is three months, but you can also have a after work program, which is which we call it part time which you can actually finish the whole program in six months. So what we have seen that people like to access this kind of high-tech knowledge, even though they are not coming from these disciplines. Because as you can easily see, VRAR is something quite interesting for many people. And when you look at from a professional perspective or from an employer perspective, if I have a digital twin project that I need maybe five people to upskill, instead of finding VRAR developers and giving them engineering skills, I'm actually finding five engineers and upskilling them on VRAR development, which is easier than upskilling on engineering background, right? So that is the exact thing that we are right now focusing. And as I mentioned, for our on-site programs, sometimes companies require not the whole module itself, but uh, some specific parts. So we can actually um, shape it based on their needs since we have a modular program. So Varen, what problem in the world do you think we can solve or do you want to see solved using XR technologies? Yes, so this is, um, this is hard to answer. Uh, if we are talking about today, my answer will be different than if we are talking about in the long term, because let's talk about today and let's talk about uh, 10 years out. Okay. So uh, today I believe VR is quite um, meaningful to, to use, especially solving today's problems. Um, especially since we are talking about today, I would expect like from the enterprise side, I would like to see people coming to their work or accessing to their any kind of job opportunity with the help of very nice training and onboarding uh, processes happening on VRAR. So making the jobs or even like the, 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 the um, jobs who, that requires more skills and making it accessible is quite important. So making these jobs accessible through VRAR development is a quite important from my perspective. Maybe you have heard as well, the best onboarding is no onboarding, right? So in order to achieve that, maybe you will just start your job today and then start already contributing to the to your company by just the help of with the help of augmentation or with the help of um, uh, virtual augmented reality tools. So this is the this is the world that I would like to see today and in the upcoming years, which is already shaping up in some companies. And for the next 10 years, of course, we may think about a little bit like mass adoption on the consumer level and AR. Uh, we are part of OpenAR Cloud. So I believe that 10 years from now, we can see the implications and impact of uh, AR Cloud. So we are AR can also be part of our daily lives uh, and helping us on any way possible. So I'm expecting that we don't need to look at screens anymore. So 10 years from now is screenless uh, future that I'm imagining. That's pretty cool. 
Today's focus is enterprise. Tomorrow is the mass market in a screenless society. Well, Farhan, thank you so much for taking the time of your busy schedule. Um, how can people find you? Yeah, xrbootcamp.com and happy to connect on LinkedIn, uh, Farhan Oskan. If they write, they will probably find me. Awesome. Well, thanks again, my friend. Have a wonderful day. And uh, that has been the XR for Business podcast. Thank you. Being an influencer on LinkedIn in the XR field uh, really has opened up an opportunity for us to not only understand what corporations are looking for in virtual augmented mixed reality and artificial intelligence, but also from the aspect of the startups, studios, developers, and enthusiasts out there and what they need. So what we decided to do after getting hundreds and hundreds of messages is to open up XR Ignite to the entire XR community of startups, studios, individuals, passionate people, and really to build a new community that brings together everybody who's passionate about this technology for a low cost and allow them to contribute, to learn, and to get better across the whole industry. That is really the reason why we started XR Ignite, to hyper-accelerate the XR for business industry, business and education. And one of the things that we just keep noticing is that There's so many resources out there. There's the VRAR Association, which we're partners with. There are you know, reports coming out daily, but there's no one source where people can come together and start just having conversations around how to get better in this industry. And that's why we started XR Ignite. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're on the corporate side, if you're a startup, if you're an individual, if you're an enthusiast, sign up today at xrignite.com and you'll be getting access to new reports, investor lists, media lists, exclusive content, interviews with our mentors. We have over 56 mentors. And if you're a startup and you pay an annual fee, you'll actually have the opportunity to book a one-on-one, -one, one-hour call with one of the mentors. What we're doing with that is we're actually recording those sessions, we're transcribing them, taking out any personal information, and we're making those transcripts available to all members. So I think XR Ignite is going to drive a lot of value for anybody in this industry who's looking to up their game and also for corporates who want a real insight as to what technology is coming out. So I would encourage everybody to sign up at xrignite.com and I really look forward to driving value, executing on our mission to hyper-accelerate XR for business and education.